The reading's taken from James 5, verses 7 to 12. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord is coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need is to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. Morning, everyone. Am I loud enough? Oh, that's what people do say normally, that I'm too loud. Let me put my gadgets on. So I want to make sure I don't go over my time limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A very warm welcome again to every single one here present in the building, who, those who are watching online. Uh, we welcome you in this All Souls morning service as I've been introduced a couple of times, but I introduce myself as well again. I'm Ritesh, one of the other curate in this wonderful church family. We're going to be sharing the word of God today from the series that we've been looking from last few weeks, James's letter. Now, we've heard about from last three weeks where I was here. Sorry, I've got this terrible habit of moving around. Uh, but yeah, the last three weeks, we heard about God's wisdom, God's divine wisdom to have in our lives, how, how it helps us. Then we heard about not speaking of evil, about others and being patient, like, you know, and kind. And today, there's two other parameters that we're going to be looking into, patience and trust. Well, it sounds like mission almost, like patience and trust, but with the God's grace and with the, help in the, with the help of Holy Spirit, I'm pretty sure we can do it and we can have it in our journeys. And which is what James is trying to mention here in his letter, and this, specifically in this passage, what we're going to be looking into. He's telling us to have the patience and trust. Now, if we look at the brief background of the passage, what context it was returned to, whom it was, it was addressed to, James is writing to the first century church in Jerusalem who are actually going through a tremendous persecution at that time, tremendous anxiety, fear, sufferings and lots of other things that you know the first century christians and the community this particular community was going through and we can sense there was a there was a grumbling there was a kind of accusing there was a judging and the, the sense of problem we can we can see from the passage that already you know james is trying to tackle with his word peter just after stephen was martyred like you know he has moved out of jerusalem to proclaim uh, gospel into the other parts of, 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 you know, uh, the like world and like other, the other disciples. But here, James, in the midst of all this chaos, urging this first 
century uh, first century church community to have patience and trust. Now, I know there's like, you know, when problems go around, it's very difficult and hard to understand how to have the patience and trust. But James, not only kind of issuing the warnings with the God's word, but he also tries to encourage every single person by giving them some good examples. Like, you know, he gives them a, a picture of the prophets who had suffered in the name of Lord, who have gone past before them. Then he, he also tells them about uh, a picture of a farmer who patiently waits for the season when, the, when, you know, he works so hard in his field to grow the crops and stuff. He doesn't get impatient at all, and he patiently waits. Here, when this all stuff going on, these problems and grumbling and, you know, this, this, this you know, the, the, the problems within the church family or the first century church, what James is trying to tell them is have patience in the Lord. Because there's a sense of hope as well that this community is going through this terrible phase of suffering and they're looking for some sort of hope that, oh, when, you know, Lord will return and this everything will be settled back to normal and we, we want now Lord to come back. But James is telling them to have patience and trust that Jesus will come back and settle everything back to normal. Now, he also gives them a picture of Job, like an illustration of Job. Job is a wonderful character, some of you may know, you know, in the book of Old Testament, where he goes through this, one of the most kind of painful situations of his life. He, he, he lost his 10 children in a day. I don't know how can someone mourn about that, losing 10 children in a day. He lost his old possessions, wealth. He also come to a point where he, he got himself a skin disease, where dogs were licking his skin. His friends and his, his wife started blaming him to curse God for his situation. But what Job did, he said, no, I'll wait until Lord answers my prayers. And what happens in the later part of the book, when we, when we read it, Job was blessed. Job was blessed by God with a double portion in his second innings because he waited patiently on the Lord to answer his prayers. And that's what happened. And this is what James is going through. And James is trying to tell us to have the patience, even though in the midst of it doesn't make sense, even in the midst of chaos, in the midst of problems, or any situations that our human brain cannot understand or comprehend. Basically, in my opinion, what he's saying, not to that first century church, but he's telling every single church which have gone before us, current generations as well, and the old generation which are going to come. He's telling every single one of them to hold on to patience and trust in the Lord. Because if, if, I, if I put a sort of a one-liner, James, we know that you know, he was half-brother of Jesus, being grown up with Jesus and influenced by Jesus' heavy teaching, and Jesus also was sort of, you know, putting one line all the time. What James is trying to see, tell, tell us here is like, never ever doubt God's compassion and mercy in any circumstances, in any situation, because God, goes, God has got nothing to, I, I mean, I do, uh, you know, admit that sometimes 
they are there, but they are part of our journey. God sometimes wants, wants to make us more mature and more strong through those situations and circumstances, which is where this first century church is going through. And James is trying to tell them not to doubt God's compassion and mercies in any circumstance, which are every, Bible says that they are fresh every morning. And we, we sometimes sing as well that his love endures forever. I've got a Bible verse to back this up. Yeah. It says in book of Lamentations, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. This is what James is trying to tell the first century church where there are problems are there. There are like you know, issues going on, that there's grumbling that, you know, James is finding. One of uh, uh, Billy Graham's mentor, he says this, never doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. Well, I, I do admit that, the, you know, as, a, as our human, part of our human nature, there are disappointments when the situations come, when the problems come, where there is, there is something that, you know, we, we cannot understand that why this, hap why this is happening, why this happens to me, or why this is happening to my family, or why this is in my journey, which is what exactly happened in Job's case. Like, you know, he, when he realized, and his family realized that who God was, and when God started showing and revealing his mightiness to Job and his family, they, they understood who God was. And this, this is exactly, James is trying to convey the message to the first century church that yes, disappointments are there, sufferings are there, pains are there, persecutions are there, but trust in the Lord that he will, he will restore everything back to normal. And that's why he not only sort of issues sometimes warning against like, you know, do not say this, don't do this, don't speak evil and have this wisdom and this stuff. But at the same time, he also says, do not swear to God, like, just keep everything simple, yes and no. Well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't need to be kind of, you know, uh, rude with that, anything like, you know, if something that we do not find okay, we can say yes and no and keep the things very straightforward. James is telling the, in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of these problems to this church family, how to hold on to patience and trust. And just look at, look at to the Lord only, who is, also, who is the only help for the church. And uh, okay, this James is you know, saying this to first century church, but how we can apply in our lives today. This is my challenge, like, you know, this is what we want to look at into in in next few minutes, like how we can apply in our lives today. Okay, James was telling to the first century church, we are not first century church, we are 20th century church, but it does apply in our lives as well because God's word is same forever. It was same ages ago it was same in the generation who've gone before us and it is same it, it will be same for the generations to come now 
as Joe mentioned, that I work full-time Monday to Friday, and as a part of my day job, I get to travel to Harrow. For those of you who know Harrow, Harrow is a bit of a missional journey. Uh, no, when I say missional journey, it's not just the distance, but traffic, roadworks, and some skillful drivers you, you see on the roads as well, especially, you know, when there's a set of traffic lights, temporary roadworks set of traffic lights set up overnight, and you think, oh, where did this come from? And the three lanes getting converted into one lane, and you're kind of waiting half a mile down the road, and someone cuts through in the front and put the indicator on and say, I'm in a rush bit today. And you think, what do you think I'm doing here? That's just a classic example of a human impatience. And believe me or not, it makes me impatient sometimes as well, that why I'm not doing this? Why I'm kind of patiently waiting in the queue a mile down the road where someone can easily go through? And I can, I can reckon the car, oh, this car has done this yesterday as well. <laughs> this car is doing today as well, which is, you know, but that's just one of the situations that makes me sometimes impatient. And not necessarily in, in our old cases, like it, it needs to be the road, road traffic or road race that you know makes us impatient and disappointed. But this is sort of disappoints us, distracts us from our peace, from our mental peace and our calmness. And which is what God doesn't want to distract any circumstances or any life situation with anything. I mean, problems, troubles, and these things are there. God, God is saying they're going to be there. But let not your heart be troubled because I have overcome the world. That's what our Lord, Lion of Judah, tells us. If we sing from our heart, we can sense that. That yes, if that Lion of Judah is with me, how I'm going to... I mean, okay, we, we can get distracted because we are human. And this is, we are fragile. But this is where... He, his word comes and backs us up and say, I am with you. I am with you. I will never leave you, never forsake you. Not on the road, not in any circumstances, not in any situation. It could be not just the road situation. It could be a sickness. It could be a stubborn boss. It could be a problematic, you know, work environment. It could be relationship anyway. It could be financial situation. It could be anything that we can think of and can distract it and disappointed but James telling us to solemnly wait on the Lord only only and only James look look at the amazing thing James is not saying look at my life look at Peter's life look at other disciples life he points out to the Lord only he says look, patiently wait on the Lord because he is the only only help where we can look at to. When James, what he's, he's trying to say here is patience is also the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. And if we are believers, if we are children of God, then these fruit needs to have in us. I mean, how it will, it will reflect, this is how it will reflect, that if we, if we hold on to patience and trust on, only on the Lord, then only we can, we can look unto the Lord. And, 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 you know, it can help us in any situation. Okay, persecution. 
we're so fortunate that we don't have persecution in the UK. We freely worship Lord in our freedom. But there are millions and billions of people around the world, churches around the world, right at this very moment, going through this persecution. What our job as a church family or as a dear brothers and sisters is to pray for them. At least we can pray for them, for their patience, their faith, and their sort of, you know, trust to remain in the Lord. And today's passage is not just a warning, but it tells us that remind yourself when life and its situation, when it bothers you with anything, with anything, God's word is there to help us out. And kingdom is both, bit of both, I would say, now and not yet. And we are not home yet. Once we will be at home, everything will be restored to normal. And best is yet to come. The maker of heaven and earth is telling us and is ready, a prayer away, to help us out with our impatience, with our, you know, dropping level of faith or with any situations in our life to help us out and sustain us in our journey because he is our refuge and ever-present help in times of trouble. And he's, it's, it's him who says to us that I am the one from, your, from where your help comes from. And this is what we, we all need to take, we, we all need to challenge ourselves. Like, you know, I wish I could be a bit, bit of help, but no, it's the God we need to look at into. Don't know, you know, your circumstances, but yeah, I know someone who can help us out. So may God bless us all with our impatience or any situation that we're going through. And we, we hold on to our faith and trust in him only. Bless you all.